Welcome in to the All Talk Podcast. This is your host, uh, your long-awaited friend who has been MIA, missing in action for the last couple of weeks. Listen, guys, this is the All Talk Pod. You guys know it. This is episode 45. My 45ers out there, there may only be a handful of you left. But we really do appreciate the support that we've received over the course of 2020. Possibly, quite possibly, the worst year of all time to start uh, some sort of entertainment outlet such as a podcast. Uh, but we've endeavored. We're pushing through. You know, there was there was a little bit of time, I would say about a month, maybe two months ago, where I was really considering letting this bad boy roll into 2021 and go beyond 50 episodes, but my course has ran to its end. My time has come. This show is ending at episode 50. I'm not sad about it. Uh, I hope you guys are not sad about it. It was quite the journey. I'm glad that I did it looking back on everything, but hey, we still got five more of these beasts to get through and episode 45 I'm not gonna lie guys this is my first episode ever that I do not have any sort of run sheet going Uh, this is all straight up off the dome it's gonna be short and I don't care I do not care at all if it's a shorter episode I'm I'm guessing the average runtime for these remaining five episodes will be 30 minutes, uh, I would say about 30 minutes is going to be a good uh, a good guess. And at this rate, I'm just trying to get them over with. Uh, I'm just trying to get to that 50 goal that we set at the start of, the, uh, start of this year. We're very close, so I'm going to keep on chugging through as much as I don't want to. I will keep doing it. Episode 45, we are going to recap a handful of things. Uh, we've had Thanksgiving come and go. We've had some crazy stuff happen in the sports world. College basketball is back up and running. The NFL is entering week 13. That is so, so bad. I hate that so much. But we are there, uh, so we're going to chat about eight delish picks. Just a little plug there. I went 6-2 and two last week. Uh, no big deal whatsoever. I think I'm 36 and 26, I would say, on the year. I think that sounds about right. Maybe 36 and 28. I'm not sure. Either way, 6 and 2 last night, uh, last week, killing the game. We'll get back into that. I've sort of lost my, um, my interest in The Bachelorette. I've decided that not only, A, is it a difficult word to say just in general, The Bachelorette, uh, B... It's nowhere near as entertaining as just The Bachelor. Having 20 females provides limitless drama is what I've came to realize. And then we all get to see just one dumbass man on the show. And the combination of just one guy and 20 dramatic ladies is just far and away better than these 18 meatheads that we've been having to deal with, a rotation of two different bachelorettes. Uh, we'll, we'll chat about it for just a hot second, um, but I'm not going to spend too much time there. 
Thanksgiving 2020, boy oh boy, um, it was it was one that I will likely not forget. One of my lovely roommates, uh, you guys are actually familiar with him. He's been on the show before. Joseph Hayes, uh, shout out Joe. He's at the the Iron Factory right now, the gym, getting a little pump in. But uh, Joe had tested positive for the cocoa. Like two days before Thanksgiving, I had plans to go back. I was going to go see my family, enjoy a nice uh, home-cooked meal. Um, those plans quickly got derailed, quickly got changed. So we had a little uh, D-Town Thanksgiving. Myself, Joe, my other roommate, Chad. You guys know Chad. He's been on the show before as well. Um, you know what we did is we ordered in a little Thanksgiving meal and let me tell you this. Thanksgiving food is not meant to be cooked from a restaurant. I'll just lay it out like that. We ordered from a nice steakhouse area, a restaurant down here, sort of treated ourselves a little bit. And I don't care if your mom is a terrible cook, if your grandmother is not the greatest in the kitchen, their food will always, their Thanksgiving meal will always be better, significantly better, than any sort of restaurant-provided uh, meal. And it was it was disappointing. It was very much like the rest of 2020. We had some wine. Probably my highlight of the evening, though, I will say, is we busted out Rock Band. Busted out Rock Band... Uh, got some songs in. We were killing it on the vocals. Had the microphone going. Had a guitar going. Rock band, I've decided, is a, a video game, an application, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I guess it's a video game. I mean, you play it through an Xbox or PlayStation, whatever you you know utilize as your console, Team Xbox. But it is, I guess, a setup that needs to be within... You need to be able to see it. Uh, in your apartment, in your house, at all times, because unless you are looking at the instruments, then you're just going to forget about it, and you're never going to use it. But when you do bring it out, and you do start playing, you know, getting the, the band together, getting someone on the drums, someone on the microphone, someone on the vocals, uh, it's one of the most fun things that, that you can ever do. Um, that was the highlight of my 2020 Thanksgiving. So sad. So, so sad, um, but it it was a nice time. Uh, I will say it was a, a good time to have a break. We were, you know, fortunate enough to sort of hang around and do nothing for five days, which, uh, you know, was, was a good time. And thankfully, we had quite a bit of stuff going on uh, in the sports world as well. We had some boxing come up. Jake Paul, holy moly. Respect, honestly. Uh, I used to think Jake Paul was the worst person ever. I'm blanking on his brother's name. Trevor something? Noah? Stat department isn't here right now, or else I would ask them. Either way, Jake Paul goes out and absolutely KOs Nate Robinson, former NBA basketball player, um, national TV my God, that was a straight-up homicide that we witnessed on television. 
And then, hey, Mikey Tyson goes out there, and he looked phenomenal. He looked like he could still go out there and box with some of the young guys. He was moving around super well. Uh, his hands were obviously heavy as ever, looking like his punches would murder me in two seconds if they had to, which they would. But Mike returned to the ring. He looked great. Jake Paul made his, uh, I guess, professional boxing debut with just a horrifying knockout of Nate Robinson. We had Sarah Fuller, the first uh, ever female to play in a Power 5 college football game. I was ashamed of Vanderbilt's offense. Sarah was, you know, staying warm on the sideline, getting ready to go in there and put some points up on the board, and Vanderbilt got absolutely exposed that whole entire game. The only opportunity she ever had was for a kickoff, which they squibbed. She did a great job of that. Um, but I, do, I hope that she has another opportunity during a full, like a full-length game at some point because I'm really interested. I hope to God that if she gets the chance to go out and kick a field goal, I hope to God she makes it just to avoid all of the toxic masculinity that we would likely see on social media. Um, Sarah Fuller, shout out to you. College basketball made a triumphant return. This is going to be just a strange year of college basketball. Last year was was pretty strange as well uh, in the respect that we didn't really have a number one powerhouse team other than KU Jayhawks later in the season. And then this year, I mean, we had number three, number four, number ten all lose already. Uh, the top 10 is, is really shaken up quite a bit since the start of the season. KU basketball, I don't know what to think about this team. Um, we just came off a good win against Kentucky. And I will say a couple of positives that I noticed coming out of that KU basketball game was we have a lot of depth at the guard position where if it's not someone's game, then we have the ability to go in and just cycle guys out. Um, and hopefully at some point someone's going to have the hot hand. Ochai Abaji looks far and away better than he did last year, which is going to be really good for us. Um, so I'm absolutely excited about that. KU is taking on Washburn tonight, 7 o'clock in about an hour here. So we'll, we'll continue to chat through KU. Uh, maybe in the next few episodes I'll have someone on to talk about KU basketball again, guys. I really just, I don't care anymore. Um, the NFL was dealing with its worst corona outbreak of the season so far. The Baltimore Ravens were just getting plagued with Rona. Uh, they finally, finally wrapped up week 12 last night on Wednesday. And yeah, this is a Friday episode. Uh, I don't care. How many times do I have to say that this this episode? Um, we finally wrapped up week 12. We saw uh, you know, a handful of really good games come out. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs continue to roll. We're 10-1 and now. Um, a really good game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went down last week, and Chiefs fans, we'll, we'll spend some time talking about the Chiefs, some takeaways uh, here in just a couple of minutes. But the Packers from the NFC are starting to, you know, spread themselves as as the favorite there. And then the Seahawks as well. I think if you're looking at the NFC from 
uh, their whole conference, whatever you want to call it. The Packers and the Seahawks are going to be your two teams to worry about. The NFC West, which was you know supposed to be and still is a, a tough division, the Cardinals, my NFC Cardinals, are kind of fallen a little bit. Uh, sad to see that happen. I'm not totally confident in them. I don't think it's their year this year. And frankly, I don't think Cliff, King- Cliff Kingsbury is a great coach at all. Jumping back to the Chiefs, Chiefs put up a nice win against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We ended up winning 27-24. to Should have been up, you know, 28-0 uh, earlier in that game, but thanks to a red zone turnover and a couple of missed opportunities to capitalize on touchdowns, the Chiefs of old were trying to come back. They were trying to do the very absolute best that they could to come back and uh, show us that, hey, hey, Chiefs fans, your nightmare is not yet over. But with Patrick Mahomes, what we've continued to see now in late game situations is that Andy Reid is going to give the ball to Patrick and let Patrick win the game. And we saw just that this uh, this past week against the Buccaneers. Um, Tyreek Hill, oh my God. I'm sorry that I ever said that you were not. Uh, I, I didn't say that he was not an elite wide receiver. I just said that I would take a handful of guys above him. And I'm sorry, Tyreek. I love having you on the Chiefs. You are an incredible football player, and I appreciate your dedication to the game. Thank you, Tyreek. Back to Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs of old used to run the ball first, second, and third down when we were trying to close out games, and it was not happening. It would never happen. And what we see now is we're willing to call a first down pass play. We're willing to risk stopping the clock in order for Patrick to go out and get a first down. And thank God we have Mahomes on our team because he single-handedly will will a play to be successful. It can be a blown-up backfield, you know, five rushers get in the backfield chasing after him. He'll scramble out of the pocket and then make a quick snap throw, get that final first down, and seal the game. Patrick, I love you. Thank you. Chiefs fans, we are 10-1 and on the season. I made the prediction at the start of the year that we were going to go undefeated. Uh, That would be looking pretty freaking sweet right now if it wasn't for the Raiders, who... (laughs) Raiders fans, I don't think we have many of you listening to this show, but you guys lost 43-6. 43-6. Couldn't even score a touchdown. And uh, that was to the Falcons without Julio Jones. The Falcons without Julio Jones this year have been miserable. I the Raiders play to the level of their competition. We've seen it all year. They play the Chiefs like they are the best team in the universe and then they get 43 to 6 balled against the Atlanta Falcons. The Raiders are playing the New York Football Jets this upcoming weekend, week 13 gross of the NFL and I'll tell you what fellas that's one to keep your eye out on because (laughs) the Jets could do it I I, I'm not going to pick the Jets because uh you know they're they're 0 for this season but that is one to keep your eye on this weekend 
Uh, I think it was Jets plus eight. I'm taking that spread um, right there, absolutely. While we're on the topic of the NFL, let's go ahead and just power through Jeff's eight delish picks. This weekend, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven noon games. We've got one, two, three, four late games, one Sunday night football game, and yes, we do. We have a double header on Monday night. So let's go ahead and pick a handful of these bad boys, eight specifically of these bad boys. We're going to do three of the noon games. Number one, I'm taking a look at the Browns versus the Titans. And hold the freaking phone, guys. This is an 8-3 and three Browns team versus an 8-3 and three Tennessee Titans team. Excuse me, Nashville Titans team. If you were going to tell me that the Browns were 8-3 and three this year, I would have laughed. Um, I still do not think the Browns are good at all. Over the last four weeks, I would say they have had crazy weather games where rain is coming in sideways, wind gusts are like 25 miles per hour, can't even see the field, and that benefits a team that constantly tries to cover up poor quarterback play from Baker Mayfield, and they've found ways to win those games by dominating on the ground. The weather is going to start to clear up a little bit. Uh, we saw last week that they barely held on against a one-win Jacksonville team. They're playing the Titans. Titans are coming off a good game. Derrick Henry is so scary. El Trucco, the big man. 8-3 uh, and three Tennessee Titans. I like them over the 8-3 and three Cleveland Browns. Lock that one in. The... Indianapolis Colts are taking on the Houston Texans. 7-4 versus 4-7. 7-4 Colts taking on the Houston Texans at 4-7. If Deshaun Watson was on a playoff, uh, you know, a, a team that had playoff hopes this year, he would be very much so talked about in the MVP race because the dude is playing absolutely out of his mind. They've gotten zero production out of their backfield. David Johnson, who they traded for, who was part of that trade with DeAndre Hopkins, when they only got a second-round draft pick out of DeAndre Hopkins, that will forever go down in history. It's one of the biggest botch jobs in NFL trade uh, history. Deshaun is playing out of his mind. Anything that is positive and productive that comes out of that Houston team has been at the hands of Deshaun Watson. Will Fuller, fantasy, my guy. Uh, homeboy got suspended. And he got suspended six games for taking a banned performance-enhancing substance. How does that happen? Like, someone give me a job where my job is to just talk to the NFL and say, hey, is this medication or substance approved is this on the approved list yes or no and then I'll relay that to the player and avoid help them avoid getting six game suspensions unbelievable I I cannot believe that happened um the Colts are going to beat the Texans I, I'm not concerned about that one whatsoever last of the noon games god these noon games suck um you know what 
screw it. I will do the Raiders versus the Jets. And you know what? I will pick the Jets to win that game. I don't give a damn, okay? Give me the Jets over the Raiders. My argument is that the Raiders played down to their competition, and the Jets are the lowest of the low. That Jets defense is straight up abysmal. But that offense, I, I am a Sam Darnold believer. I am a believer in that offense. Uh, I think that they can maybe get it done with some luck. They're playing in the Meadowlands. Look out for a couple of the Raiders guys getting hurt on that field. Um, give me the freaking Jets. I don't. I do not care anymore. Late games. We're just gonna do two of these bad boys. The Los Angeles Rams are coming off uh, a defeat against the San Fran 49ers, the displaced San Fran 49ers. They're taking on my NFC team, the Arizona Cardinals. And listen, guys. Uh, in the NFC West, the coaching tiers, it goes Pete Carroll, then it goes Kyle Shanahan, McVay, and then down at the very bottom is Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff had a losing record at Texas Tech. He was getting his hiney handed to him last year in the NFL, and he continues to be outcoached. He does not necessarily know what he's doing on offense. He's Historically an air raid guy, uh, but that doesn't really fly in the NFL, so he's changed gears. He has great players, but Sean McVay will bounce back. The Rams will bounce back, and they're continuing to fight for that wild card spot in the NFC. They're at 7-4 and four right now. The Cardinals are at 6-5, and five, again, in that really tough division. I just like Sean McVay more than I like Cliff Kingsbury, and I think that's where the edge lies in this game. Give me the Rams over the Cardinals. And then we're just going to do strictly coaching matchups uh, for the late games too. Looking at the Patriots versus the Chargers. The Chargers, oh my lord. That coaching staff needs to be publicly ashamed, publicly ridiculed because... They are doing some of the stupidest stuff I have ever seen an NFL team do. Like, th their execution on the play that I'm talking about. Justin Herbert winds up for a QB sneak, and the offensive line drops back in pass protection instead of running forward like they were going to be running the ball. Justin Herbert got hung out to dry, uh... I, Anthony Lynn is dead. He is gone after this season. The three and eight Chargers are going to fall to three and nine. And my lord, the Patriots are going to claw their way back up to six and six somehow. Even though Cam Newton looks like an absolute bum this year, give me the Patriots over the Chargers. Give me Belichick over Anthony Lynn every single day of the week. No problem about it. Sunday night football. This is the easiest pick that I've ever made in my whole entire life. The Broncos are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to roll the Broncos in Arrowhead under the big bright lights. The Broncos are coming off that terrible, terrible week of uh, organizational mayhem when their entire quarterback room was not able to play due to being high-risk uh, close contacts with a COVID-19 positive individual in that quarterback room. They had to roll out a practice squad wide receiver 
at quarterback and they lost 30 to 8 or 30 to 3 something like that the chiefs are going to make light work of the broncos uh, not concerned about that game whatsoever should be a really nice one to sort of wind down your sunday with the washington football team who i absolutely adore i cannot get enough of them alex smith is great terry mclaurin is legit Antonio Gibson is going to be a great running back, and that defense causes real issues, are playing the first leg of the Monday night doubleheader against the last, the only undefeated team, the Pittsburgh Stellars. Stellars are 11-0, and I don't know how they are 11-0 because I'm not impressed with them. Uh, Big Ben looks immobile he is getting bailed out by a really awesome wide receiving core and that defense yeah it's great but hey I'm sorry Steelers you just lost Bud Dupree who made that pass rush what it has been the whole entire season uh unfortunately Bud is leaving the NFL season with the torn ACL he's gonna be out the rest of the year Give me the Washington football team. I want the Washington football team so badly to win uh, the NFC East, the NFC least. I think they'll jump. Um, so the Giants are currently on top of that division right now. Daniel Jones uh, is probably going to be missing this week with a hamstring injury, but he should be back for the rest of the season. I just, you got to believe, uh, and I hope by picking uh, the Washington football team that wills them to victory over the Stowers. So give me the Washington football team. Bills versus the 49ers. This is actually a really interesting game. Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills have been rolling. That defense is starting to look a little bit better. And they're at 8-3. and three. Really impressive. The San Francisco 49ers, we all know what the, the storyline of their season has been. It's been injuries since week one. Uh, they've had an unimaginable long list of injuries um, since starting the 2020 season and Nick Mullins is still uh, you know at the quarterback helm for them I will say they're getting some guys back uh, you know every so often Debo Samuel returned we should have Brandon Ayuk back who's been a really nice rookie wide receiver for them and then their running back room is is also getting back to full strength Raheem Mostert Tevin Coleman Jeff Wilson all those guys are going to be back and active against the Buffalo Bills. And then Kyle Shanahan. He is one of the best young coaches in the whole entire NFL. Um, uh, Josh Allen. I, uh, I don't like the 49ers. I also don't really like the Bills. Guys, this is this is a tough one. I wish someone could jump in right now and, and give me their thoughts on this game because I really cannot think about who is going to win this one. My heart wants to say the 49ers, and I'm going to fade Jeff, so I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills. Um, that's going to be one of those games that I look back on and I can't lose. Oh, whoa. Oh, man. This is a we're picking nine games this week because we have a Tuesday night game too. The Cowboys versus the Ravens. Give me the Ravens in that one. All right, that's Jeff's nine delish picks 
for the week. Uh, let's run it back real quick. We got the Titans over the Bears. We have got the Colts over the Texans and the Jets. I said I was never going to pick the Jets again, but here I am picking the Jets over the Raiders. Give me the Rams over the Cardinals, the Patriots over the Chargers, the Chiefs over the Broncos, the Washington football team over the Steelers, the Bills over the Niners, and the Ravens over the Cowboys. Whew. Um, wow. NFL Week 13, I say it each and every week. Make sure that you really soak it all in on Sunday. Um, really trying to enjoy this week. We've only got a handful left. It's going to be sad for you fantasy football players out there. This is likely the last week of your regular season before you head into the playoffs. Enjoy it um, because that fantasy football app is going to be lonely for the next you know nine nine months or so after these next few weeks. So really get into it. Enjoy your NFL Sundays. Um, before we get out of here, let me just remind you all that we appreciate your support, everything, uh, all the kind words. We actually had Spotify Wrapped come out, which is one of those things where, you know, there's there's a handful of things that I disapprove of uh, to post on your social media uh, outlets. You know, number one, 4th of July fireworks. Absolutely number no, no one cares about that. Number two... If you're at a concert, please, please, God, do not post that, you know, on your Snapchat or Instagram story. No one cares. Those are going to be viewed for as quickly as a thumb can move up and down to tap the screen. Number three, Thanksgiving plates. Uh, you know, if you're going to send that to me one-off, fantastic. Please do not post that on to your social media platform. But... Spotify wrapped. I love it. Give me more of it. Um, Apple, step your game up. How are you not doing something similar? Any streaming service, I would love to see anything all sort of wrapped. Uh, a nice year in review is just a good idea in general. Spotify wrapped, uh, we've had a handful of people send us some DMs that we made, you know, the top three handful of folks uh, we were their number one podcast listened for the year which you know just reaffirms that the decision to do this at the start of the year was a good one uh, I'm glad I did it um, so thank you for the continued support and then we'll ride this beast out for the next five episodes this is episode 45 and this is your host Jeffrey signing off for the week if you're listening to this, it is likely Friday. Get out there. Enjoy it. Have yourself a weekend. Uh, you know, last weekend was nice to see family, maybe go back to your hometown. But enjoy these next couple of weeks wherever you currently live before the winter holiday season. So Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day rolls around. Uh, enjoy these next couple of weeks before we end the year on a busy foot. And then look ahead into 2021. All right, we said 30 minutes. We're at 31 or so. So let's get on out of here. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up next week. Bye-bye.